Welcome to the Lingstown Life Podcast. In this sermon, Pastor George preaches about conflict, how to avoid it, and how to manage it. This sermon was originally preached on June 26, 2022 at Lingstown Life. Welcome to the Lingstown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. Gonna try and sing for you this morning, okay? Hang in there. Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. You can sing along if you know it. Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. Oh, Lord. Kumbaya. All right pretty good for a guy whose ears are all clogged up this morning, but you know, when when I was a kid growing up in youth group, uh, we used to sing that song all the time. It was was one of those old favorites that that everybody sang. uh, We'd oftentimes be out around campfires and we'd sing this song, and there was always this spirit of, you know, camaraderie and unity and this this real sense of, of peace and the presence of God amongst us. And, uh, and so you sort of came to know this kumbaya moment, you know, where everybody was, was joyful and peaceful and God was present. And it seems as though those kumbaya moments have disappeared, right? Uh, this, this, this world in which we live, it feels like it's, it's, much more, it's much more driven by conflict than it is by this spirit of kumbaya. When we stop and think about just some of the challenges that that conflict has brought into our world, um, some of the mental health issues that people are dealing with today, it's just just the conflict has has created this, this sense of anxiety, this need for more mental health. Um, we look around and, and we're, we're challenged because we, we live in a country where, where politics becomes more and more polarized, uh, where we've lost family and friends because of, of people who've staked out views on one side of an issue or another. This past week with the Supreme Court rulings, uh, many people have, have just had those, those rifts exasperated that much more. We look around the world, there is war going on, there are stressors in everyday life as gas prices go up, the cost to buy groceries goes up, stock market keeps going down, and if you've tried to get on an airplane to get from here to there, it's been, well, it's been stressful. And it's created conflict and it's created all sorts of issues in our lives and it just seems like people are more and more in conflict with one another than there is a kumbaya moment. But I want to tell you this morning that while conflict is a natural part of the human experience, how you and I choose to confront conflict is going to be a reflection of our process of discipleship on a daily basis. 
Now, if you go back and read through Scripture, we find all sorts of examples of, of, of conflict. We read about conflict in the very beginning of Scripture with Cain and Abel. We, we saw conflict in the exodus from, from slavery in Egypt. David was a, a king who was, who was constantly dealing with conflict. Um, the Apostle Paul had to deal with conflict all throughout his ministry. It was like, it's like reading through Scripture is a reminder to us that conflict isn't something new. It's not something that's just evolved. Conflict among people has always been a part of everyday life. And so while we say that conflict is normal, that conflict is necessary in life, to live in our world, it's necessary to recognize that we have to walk through conflict in a different way because we call ourselves disciples of Jesus. And as his disciples, as I hope we discover together today, we have the opportunity to navigate the conflict in a much healthier way than what's being modeled for us in society today. The problem is the problem is that we have very few positive examples of how to navigate conflict. We have very few positive examples of how to navigate conflict. Um, you know, we're going to talk about this in a moment, but, but when we grew up in families, how did we handle conflict? Some families may be better than others, but every family had conflict, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but we didn't necessarily learn all the, the correct skills for handling conflict from our family. Some might point to the church and say, well, the church should be the place that teaches us how to deal with conflict. And you look at the church today, and the church is, is far from being a place where it is teaching us how to healthily deal with conflict. We might think about, about our politicians, our local, state, and national politicians as, as examples of how we, should, how we should deal with conflict, but there again, we don't find a positive example. Jesus even had to navigate conflict throughout his life. He had to, to, to live in a society where there was conflict constantly between the Jews and the Romans. But there was also conflict within his culture, within, the, the, within Judaism, as, as there was conflict there, and Jesus only found himself involved in more and more conflict. Now, as I said, one of our, one of our struggles as human beings is that we've grown up in families where conflict was dealt with in so many different aspects. And I want to challenge you this morning to, to stop and think about, about those family of origin experiences of yours for a moment. I mean, think about this. Does, does your family just simply, are, are you one of those bicker and argue families? Doesn't matter where you are, you, you know. You know, you might even know some of these people. They will bicker and argue in the middle of public, and it doesn't matter if everybody hears all their dirty laundry. They are just going to let it fly. Then there are those families where you would think that life is perfect because you have never heard them have a conflict about anything. Do you think that's really true? No, 
Okay, they just try and cover it up. They try and keep it quiet. Maybe mom and dad only fight when nobody's around. Maybe you grew up in a family where, where somebody would manipulate and, and, and challenge other people in the family all the time. Maybe you just allowed somebody to be a jerk. Okay? Family dynamics are different for all of us. And we have to recognize that sometimes one of the challenges of, of being a disciple of Jesus is learning to deal with some of the challenges of our past and how we've learned to deal with conflict. No matter what kind of family you grew up in, even a pastor's family, we, we all have broken patterns of communication and conflict that, that carry over throughout our entire life. And what we need to learn to do is recognize some of those things, some of the ways that we handle conflict. And I want to challenge you right now, grab your sermon outline. Uh, I, want to, I want to take you all through, through a, a, very briefly, uh, a, a very briefly annotated uh, thing about what I do with couples when they come to me for premarital counseling and we talk about conflict because everybody deals with conflict. In your, in your sermon outline, you'll find there's five words sort of down here in the middle section of the, the front page. And there's five words on there. And uh, something you might want to do is, is just sort of think, what, which of those five words are, 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 is the best word to describe how I deal with conflict? Okay, then if you're married, ask yourself, what's the way that my partner that's the way that my partner deals with conflict, okay? But let me just give you a quick rundown of those five words real quick. Now, to yield, to yield means to, to give in, right? To, to yield, to, you, know, you know what yield isn't? Yield isn't what people do when they come off of Interstate 81 onto Mountain Road. There, I saw they put a sign up that says no merge area, but people don't read signs. They just, <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm talking about things that aren't important. But, but we all know what yield means. It means that you simply give in. You sort of like, this isn't important, and I can yield. And, and a lot of times, that's, that's what we do. We, we just give in to get along, and, and sometimes that's perfectly fine. Sometimes it's not, not such a big deal. Um, some people like to withdraw. They literally walk away. <laughs> when conflict arises, they, they disappear. They walk out of the room. Uh, and, and the problem with that is that you haven't dealt with it. You haven't, you haven't confronted the conflict. You haven't taken the time to, to really push through and figure out what you need to do differently. Of course, down there in the bottom right-hand corner, it says win. Every time you have a winner, you have a what? You have a loser, okay? And that, that doesn't really bear well, does it? Okay, you have winners and you have losers. In the middle there, you've got compromise. Everybody's always like, yep, that's what relationships are all about. They're all about compromise. Did you ever feel good when you compromised with somebody? Not really. There was maybe a little bit of you that was like, well, I got this much out of it, but, but you just don't feel like you've gotten anywhere. Compromise sounds like a good thing, but uh, it doesn't really work out that well. 
Which brings us to the fifth word, which is to resolve conflict. And that's really what we need to learn to do. We need to learn to resolve conflict. And how do you resolve conflict? Very simply, you, learn, you have to listen to each other. You have to hear each other out. One of the biggest problems in resolving conflict, especially, especially couples, is that so many times we're not fighting about the same thing. We're fighting about two different things. And we're not taking the time to listen to each other, to hear what the other person is really saying, where the conflict really is. Rather than hitting it head on, what we do is that we, we're like two ships that pass in the night, and we never, we can never come to resolve to a place of resolution because we are not dealing with the same issue. So we have to hear each other. We, we have to identify what's my issue, because remember, you have part of this issue to deal with. But what's theirs? And then as you identify those issues, how are you going to respond? Not just you, but the other person. How do you make sure that, that in the future you're not going to deal with some of these same things? So I want to just challenge you to take that, think about that this week. Uh, just a wonderful little exercise for you to think about. Now, let's get into some of the Proverbs this morning that we want to look at. The first one, the first one is from Proverbs 17, 14. It says, starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Now, this, this is going to sound very simple, and it is. Is your conflict necessary? Is your conflict really necessary? You see, one of the things that, that I think Proverbs is teaching us in this, in this is that we need to determine whether or not this is worth fighting for. Is it really worth fighting for? Uh, is it really worth me breaching the dam for what I think is so important? Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam, so drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Sometimes the wisest thing isn't to start a conflict, because then you don't have to worry about resolving the conflict. And sometimes, well, we'll get to this in just a moment. You know, on Friday when the Supreme Court brought out their ruling in Roe versus Wade, you know, it, it was amazing to watch social media because it just lit up. People had to get their comments out there. There were people who were like, I won. There were people who were like, I'm going to keep this fight going. There were people who were judging other people. There were people who were castigating other people. Did you really have to do that? Did, did you really... Did you really have to say something? I mean, it's, it's good to have your opinions. It's good to have your ideas. And it's good to, to, to be able to say what it is you believe. But did you start a quarrel? Did you breach a dam? Did you think that maybe this would build friendships? Or did you think that maybe making those comments 
would suddenly put you into a, a flood as the dam breaks and, and suddenly you find yourself reshaped by all those floodwaters. It's something to think about. Because I think, I think one of the things that, that, that happens in our lives is that, that sometimes we jump into a conflict without thinking about the relationship. We jump into a conflict without thinking about the relationship. And, and, and something that, that I think has come to be a part of our society today is just this idea that I want to be right. And, and I want to I want to be right no matter what. And people, people have taken to being right rather than to being in a relationship. They've valued their winning an argument over and against whether or not they want to be in a relationship with someone. And sadly, sadly, that's what's caused so much division in our world today. You know, as, as, a, as a spouse, as a parent, is it really worth starting this conflict over something that maybe doesn't need to be brought to that place? Is the relationship more important than being right? If you are one of those persons who has a habit of starting conflicts, maybe one of the things you want to think about this week is okay, maybe I need to learn this verse before I start in on the next person. Maybe I need to stop and drop the matter before I breach the dam. So it's important for us to stop and think about that. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam, so drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. That said, most of us, most of us become the recipients of conflict due to, due to other things beyond our control. And sometimes conflict just seeks us out. And when we are found out by conflict, one of the things that we have to recognize is how are we going to respond? Conflict requires confrontation. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that whole idea of confrontation um, <clears throat> in two weeks. We're going to be talking about how we, how we bring correction into, into our relationship. I mean, have you ever had to correct somebody? That's, that's the kind of thing that can create conflict rather quickly. And so we need to think long and hard about how we enter into, into correcting somebody so that it doesn't become a conflict. But how does Jesus teach us to handle conflict? Jesus said that we need to live as peacemakers. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. If we really want to be known as the children of God, then our first response needs to be that as a peacemaker. 
And how does that begin? Well, Proverbs 15, 1 says this, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a hard word stirs up anger. When conflict comes our way, how do we respond to conflict? Oftentimes, when somebody, when somebody comes at us, our natural response is to what? Go on the attack, to attack the person. And what we need to understand is that, that Proverbs is reminding us here that a gentle answer turns away wrath. So what do we need to do? Stuff we've been talking about the last several weeks. We need, to, we need to slow down. We need to step back. We need to think before we engage our mouth. Okay? We need to recognize that sometimes being peacemakers requires us to speak in truth and love in gentle ways. It also may remind us that we need to respond with grace and understanding. And those are not necessarily things that, that we see around us right now. And in conflict, in a conflict, sometimes we need to be ready to understand that you might be wrong. You just might be wrong. And so we need to, we need to learn some things that we can do to listen to one another. How important is listening to avoiding conflict, to, to not breaching a dam when conflict comes our way? We need, to, we need to really make eye contact with people. We need to take a breath. We need, to, we need to slow our own heart rate down so that when we respond, we can we cannot respond with anger, but we can respond with gentleness. We can respond in a way that lets somebody know that they have been heard, that you're trying to understand what, what it is that they're dealing with and why they've brought this conflict to us. You can, believe it or not, still have a relationship with somebody who believes differently than you about political things and faith issues. <clears throat> and you can still feel heard and valued without compromising your own values. Sometimes we have to recognize that we let other things get in the way of relationships. And we forget that that's the most important thing. We let conflict destroy relationships. Now, here's one final thing I want to talk about, and that is that sometimes we need other people to be a part of the conflict in our lives. Proverbs 11:14 says, where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Now, <clears throat> one of the things that we need to recognize is that sometimes Sometimes we need to, to manage our conflict with the help of someone else. We need to have, we need to have a, a person who can walk alongside of us, whether they're in the midst of the con conflict or whether they are helping us to navigate it from the outside. 
We need, we need counselors and we need prof health, mental health professionals and we need therapists and sometimes, sometimes we need a pastor to simply work through some of those things that we're dealing with. It was Jesus who reminded us in Matthew chapter 18 that when conflict arises among, among brothers and sisters, one of the steps is to have, have someone that you take along into that conflict. And, and why do we need that? Because we need community. We need community to help us bring, to help bring to us this, this sense of perspective, this place of understanding. And that's what we need to practice whenever we find ourselves in the midst of conflict. Ultimately, for each of us as disciples of Jesus, as we're trying to navigate, as we're trying to navigate conflict and as we're trying to be peacemakers, we need to ask God a very important question, and that is, what do I need to learn in the midst of this? What do I need to learn in the midst of this? See, one of the challenges for all of us is that when conflict arises, we tend to put up walls and barriers. We tend to, uh, to be prepared to fight rather than to be prepared to learn. So one of the challenges for us is to recognize that we need to ask God, what do I need to learn in this moment? Proverbs 21.2 says, A person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. We need to recognize that sometimes while we may think our ways are right, we may have something wrong within us. And we need to recognize that. And we need to let God weigh our hearts to determine what's right, what's wrong, what we need to change what we need to deal with in our own lives. As I began this morning, I said that conflict is part of the natural human cycle of life. It's part of who we all are. It's part of what we're going to have to deal with every day. But how you and I deal with conflict as disciples of Jesus can become an example to the world about how we deal with conflict. And the question for us to ask today is simply this. Are my words, are my words helping to bring honor to another person and honor to Jesus when I speak them? I don't know if you've recognized this or not yet, but we're beginning to build on all of the lessons that we've been learning about here through the book of Proverbs. And it's not a proverb, but I want to close with this psalm, Psalm 1914. I remember learning these words when I was a little kid, and they're still so powerful if we remember them. It says this in Psalm 1914, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So before you find yourself spouting off, before you find yourself breaching a dam and creating more conflict, ask yourself, are the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart 
pleasing in the sight of God. There's a lot of wisdom in taking time to step back and ask ourselves those questions. Just join me in a word of prayer. Thank you for joining us on the Lingostown Life Podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope you will leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more on www.lingostownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth and love God and love others.